Take two. Take two. Wait, Did, is it recording? It is this time. I okay. see the red. Guys, we recorded a whole intro and Matt Palmer realized it wasn't recording. I sang. I gave you vocals. Well. No one's ever going to hear it now. I, I, I guess only the people in the lives heard it. And, you know, it's a special exclusive content. If you go to YouTube.com slash 2 mats every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. PST, you'll find us on live recording this podcast and chatting up with the people. You should do it. I know. We're, we're all going insane. We're arguing about shortbread cookies still. And Folklore day. by and Taylor folklore. Swift. Still. still. <laughs> because some things we'll just never get to the bottom of. No. These are the big questions of the universe. That's what we're really talking about in the chats these days. You yes. Know? And this is why it's important to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Vote, vote in the live chat so there is eventually a winner okay. of some kind. And vote in general. Thank you. Yes. I feel like that was a jump. <laughs> that was a leap. But I'm w- I agree with you on both counts. You should join the lives and you should vote. Um, this is the week for that. Yeah. I want to do that before we go to Palm Springs. Yes. 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 Please. (laughs) Jesus. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to 2K Mats. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. We're back again. Another podcast, another week. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was very, very nice. I did a few things. I remember the Fitbit job that, like, I... Uh, was working like in December and then in March. You're not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Okay. But they are shooting again. But I was like, oh, I'm going to be away for like uh, many days during shooting because I will be in Palm Springs celebrating the birth of Matt Palmer, even though his birthday was a while ago. Um, But whatever. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh, I won't be able to make it this round and everything. But they were like, oh, do you want to come in for two days to train the person who will replace you? And I was like, sure, I'll come in. I'll get paid for two days teaching people how to do the thing. Doesn't sound bad. Um, It was very nice, you know, to see everyone I got to say hey to everyone on set and then goodbye and be like oh I'm not joining you this mm. time um, and I went to the dentist oh I have new uh, dental insurance so it was a new dentist okay and they told me that not only is my hair great but my teeth <laughs> are great as well so they complimented your hair initially my hair initially okay. and then my teeth afterwards wow and so I was like all right well I guess I'm just Winning constantly. Well, if there's anything I feel like about two game mats, like the thing that we connect most on is we care a lot about dental hygiene. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> we my are God. big brushers, big flossers. flossers. The floss picks mm. are a godsend. Truly the best. Like I get so tired at night and then I'm just like, ugh. but then I get to floss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it makes me so happy, but it yeah. truly and legitimately does. And yeah. thus, you know, the dentists like, us. and I always tell the kiddies when, it, you know, the, the children, when they get their braces, I mm. am so I get in their face and I'm just like, listen, child, <laughs> you have braces now. I'm going to give you pieces of advice. Yes. I don't care that it takes 30 minutes to floss when you have your braces. Mm. Floss when you have your braces. And they're probably so scared of me. They're just like, I'm 10. <laughs> Stop it. But I'm just, I'm like an angry parent. I'm just hey. like, you better floss because when you get those braces off and you didn't floss, yeah. you will regret it. And I got my braces off and I flossed every day with the braces. Yes. And I got my braces off and the orthodontist was just like, you flossed every day. Good and I was for like, you. Yes, I did, sir. I will say that it goes for Invisalign as well. I had Invisalign. I never had braces. Had Invisalign in college, and I felt like I was good with my bra- my uh, flossing, but not as good as I am about it now. Mm. I've never had more cavities in my life. Oh my! And God. I'm a person who, like, generally at that time would floss. I floss religiously now, but it's because you know, with that Invisalign, you're just trapping all. It's the trapping all the stuff. I had regular old school. Right. Bra- well, actually, I had the like porcelain. Ones oh, yeah. that like were yeah, were like 
they clear, were like but tooth like colored. But you, yeah, the tooth colored on the top, but yeah. you could still see the metal of like the of band or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, and then I got my uh, braces off right before I went to college because nice. I had my braces in high school. Yes, and I wore my retainer every day, and to wow. this day I still wear my retainer every night. Really, so kids out there, I'm not if, good about that. If you have a retainer, wear it. It is worth it you will regret it if you don't that's but, my type talk of the week i agree with you but i will say as a person who doesn't do it every night if you do it every if you do it regularly enough that the teeth don't like yes. you can't put it back on you're good i did it for um from uh, 2006 is when i got my braces off Ooh, i just revealed my age um <laughs> i got my braces off in 2006 and then in 2020 i got a new retainer oh i went to another orthodontist and i was like i need a new retainer this is 14 years old um and he was like you've been wearing this for 14 years that's like none of my clients do that hey. and i would like none of my patients do that and I, I was like well yeah and he was like okay i think you're at the point where you can wear it every other day. <laughs> did now. you move to other day? Every other I day? did move to every other okay, day. Okay, so I was like going to say. That day without it is a treat. <laughs> it's a treat for myself. But what else did I do? We got off on a tangent we about did. teeth. But um, the, what's it called? The other thing I did this week, yes. my good friend Lauren uh, got her PhD. Congrats and to so Lauren. Lauren. She is uh, the one, the girl who plays Cindy Shuttlebauer in the movie Devos, available now. She's also featured in our Cats review video. In our Cats review video yes. where we reviewed the iconic film of the millennium. Because Cats. someone had to talk to Matt steal about it and it was not going to be me <laughs> because Lauren is a huge cat stan and so uh, she just got her PhD and so she had a graduation party on Friday so I went to that and it was mm. wonderful seeing her and her um, her friend she graduated from USC and so I've gotten to know her USC friends nice uh, and so it was good seeing them again so yeah it was a, a lovely week it's it was I'm so used to at graduation parties though um, having vodka rigatoni mm. because that vodka rig is like the graduation food of choice when you grow up in New Jersey I don't know that I've had vodka rigatoni in my life. Vodka rig, vodka rig. Vodka rig. We call it vodka rig. I didn't know. And uh, because every graduation you part party you go to in New Jersey, for some reason, it's always vodka rig. Interesting. And you always go and you're just like, who did the vodka rig? Oh, my who, God. Who catered the vodka rig? I don't know. It's I just a know. New Jersey thing. Wow. Um, but yeah, there was no vodka rig, but there were dumplings. That's great. And there was uh, rosemary infused lemonade, which she let me take home with me. Oh. Also great. Also sounds like something you would do. The thing is, when Matt Steele comes over and we've just eaten or something, Jackson will always offer him food. And I'm like, you know, if ever you offer Matt Steele food, he will eat it. I will he eat will it. take it. He will eat it. And so it's like, sometimes I, I want that extra cinnamon roll. <laughs> we don't need to pass along. But like, do you need that extra cinnamon roll? I mean, I'm you, emaciated. I don't know that I So call, I need it. I would not call you emaciated. I think you're doing well. All right. What did you do this week? Um, I didn't have too crazy of a week. Okay, uh, guys. We're going in for No, I still have some things to say. Hello. I have a... a voice um i have a voice i have a voice from the king's speech it, oh, another bad movie uh, i love the king's speech. snooze who has three hours to talk about this guy's stutter and then like oh it just was pain by numbers anyways i loved it uh i Matt jackson came back in town so i picked him up from the airport okay that night that was monday night drove down to La and it was like the traffic at lax even on a monday night at 10 p.m is truly horrifying yeah. and like I feel like I've heard so many people talk about the Burbank airport being a better experience I'm like maybe now's the time I try like I have a good enough job I assume all the flights are more expensive because that's the whole thing but I live so much closer there it's got to be a calmer situation I've got to give it a go because oh. Lax is out of control whenever I go to Burbank airport though I've like mm. picked up some people from Burbank yeah. airport um I'm always I'm always scared because it's like it Why feels so empty and I'm like is 
anyone here? That's what I is want. Is this a real airport? <laughs> That's what I want. That's like one time I uh, did a short film. I shot a short film uh, in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. And I flew into Tallahassee Airport. Is this when you were the therapist? When I was the therapist yes. who used to be a chicken. Of course. It was a... It was a um, <laughs> A fantasy. Yes. And uh, and so um, I remember landing at the airport and I was like, oh, this airport's small. And then I met with the producer who was going to pick me up. Mm. And I was like, oh, where's your car? And she was just like, oh, in the parking lot right here. Like you walked out of the airport and like <laughs> there was just like a parking lot right next to it. And there were just like I'm 20, 30 cars in it. And I'm, I'm just like, it, like it, it was a par- parking lot. Like you went to like an, a Walmart or Jeez. something like even smaller. I and I was like a parking lot. I need it. Crazy blew my it. mind because I've always lived near giant airports right. like Newark or Philly or LAX. Right. So it's like ugh. I'm excited. I'm, I am I think it's time to turn the page just to give it a try. Give it a go. So the next flight I book hold me to this. I want to okay. fly out of Burbank. Our Burbank is it usually more expensive if you fly out of Burbank though? I think it is. And I you know I'm a, someone who likes to keep the costs but low. The, the travel from where you live now to LAX is it's worth it's unbearable. Yeah, it's, and especially if I was if Jackson wasn't here and I, we had to take an Uber or something, we certainly would make up. Mm, that that's cost. what happens when you move to the valley. Girl. All right. Um, other things I did uh, last night we uh, saw Hades Town. <gasps> oh, how was that? It was good. Um, it the you know how I feel about the vocal performances. Okay. I think the vo- and again the people in the touring company unbelievable, especially uh, Eurydice. She did a great job. Orpheus did a great job as well. Um, I felt that we both kind of felt that the staging of the show, it's very like Hamilton-esque and like the stage is what you're, you're seeing what you're getting for basically the whole show, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, there's some things that move and change and there are some moments that the staging is cool, but it was very, um, it was very like steampunk, which I'm sure you've seen from the Tony Awards performance, that, that yeah. vibe. It looked like they were performing like at Tom Tom or something. Like it was like gears yeah. were everywhere. It just was, um... I feel like for a show that is so um, not dense in plot, mm-hmm. it's like everything is sung through. That's great. They're kind of pop song-esque. You're repeating choruses. The songs aren't really moving the plot along. It just felt almost more like a beautifully, like, it's like a beautiful concert. Okay. That I the story was a little light. I didn't okay. dislike it. I thought it was nice. There are songs that I will keep and listen to again. But I think um, we both were a little underwhelmed. Okay. The performances were amazing. Well, the thing is, it is like, you know, a a Greek fable or Roman Greek. It's Greek. I think it's Greek. Sure. Um, It it is a Greek fable. So, like, those, the retellings of those fables now tend to be like, you know, the story is just the basic, simple story in the same way, like, a fairy tale is told, like Little Red Riding Hood Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And so, when those stories are expanded into like a two and a half hour thing, exactly. like it's more so like how it's done and the like visual and like movement of it and yes. everything. And some people are all about that. Yes. And some people are not. They're just like, I don't care how it's done. It's like, give me <laughs> extra plot. I'm you know? here. So for, it depends on what you like. And I'm here for the vocals. Again, I really thought the vocals were lovely. Oh, I also course, think yeah. it was the, I think it closes today. Like there might've been what matinee, but it was like the final Saturday and it's, seemed like we were in the audience with a bunch of like Hades Town heads Ooh. who were like hanging on every word and like so obsessed with it and I'm, and we felt like are we crazy for not having such a large reaction I also was like a little sleepy <laughs> <laughs> and so I like nodded off a couple of times oh. but it's 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 lovely I, but yes. I feel like you get oh, I mean well the score is beautiful yes, I think and you like, get what you're gonna get from mm-hmm. the show from the score personally I, and I, I feel like it's either it's something that it's a style that you are 
can either really get invested in or it just like doesn't resonate with yes. you, you know, yes. stylistically, you know, totally. so I, I would have loved to have seen it. I mean, the cast recording to me is really interesting. I, I love a, all the score pretty yeah. much. Um, so I would have been interested to see it live and see the actual staging. Cause you know, I'm a sucker for staging. Right. I'd like, that's where me and Matt Palmer did. Like, True. he's like, I don't care what they do. On no. Stage. And the thing is, I don't super care, but like it was minimal. You okay. wouldn't have gotten, I mean, there are moments like there are moments. Sure. But it's not like, it's minimal. I do love seeing like the things they do with the lights that hang and yes. like, the swinging of those. That I think was that's one of gorgeous. Everything I've seen. Yes, but that was like one of the two moments. Okay. And so it was again. I don't want to shit on Hades Town. I do like the score. Vocal performance is unbelievable. Just I'm I'm looking forward to our next show. I think our next show is Dear Evan Hansen. Actually, so we'll see how I feel. Okay. Live. I'm excited. Dear Evan for Hansen's that. coming back to LA. It is. Okay. Yes. Didn't I know that. Still have not seen that show live. Um. And then okay. Today we went to one of Jackson's friends. Had some friends over in Santa Clarita for uh just like a Memorial Day weekend. There were like a million babies around running around and chatting with some of his old friends who used to go to UCLA. And um, it was nice to catch up with them and you know meet new people and see new children and be like hello. See new children. <laughs> see and new be children. Like, Listen, kid, when you get braces, <laughs> I did not floss. Scare. Put the hook, you get a hook thing and you put I didn't, it through. And I didn't yell at any children. Today, it takes so forever. We are different. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we dive into the news for idiots? Let's go into the news for idiots. What if I was just like, no. The no? <laughs> let's, um, let's please not. And this is a kind of a weird week. I feel like we're kind of, there aren't, I mean, as far as the like not depressing news, which we will touch on, there are news stories, but they're all kind of like, nothing giant happened that was not. The, very yes. sad. Um, well, we're going to start with Kevin Spacey got charged with four counts of sexual assault in the UK. I did not know that there were actual charges that were filed against him there now, were. after the whole scandal and happened. The thing is, I don't think there were for a long time, which is why he was like peeking his toes back in and being like putting up his YouTube channel. Oh, making, shit. making those videos on New Year's Eve twice. That was so in weird. a row. And so I think now. We won't be hearing a lot of from Mr. Spacey. Okay. I think he's just going to remain in that bucket because I feel like a lot of people who get like canceled, quote unquote, try to mount their comebacks. I think. I think he's chilled. I think he's, we're good on that. He's got his two Oscars. And and I hope uh, the, you know, people who have charged him, I hope they get the, um, I believe victims. That's what I will say. And uh, I hope that this all goes well and that the truth comes out. Yes. Yes. Everyone settled appropriately. Yes, absolutely. Uh, have you looked at the box office recently? Um, I mean, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is debuting with a hundred and twenty-four million dollars. That's that the movie fans are thrilled. And I bet they're thrilled. It's not Marvel. Yes, that's yes. the thing. It's it's like oh no, this isn't like a huge franchise that like right. This is just like a sequel. Yes, one sequel yes. with a bona fide movie star Tom Cruise, and like it's it's doing so 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 well, and it's apparently excellent. I've heard it's very good, and then yes. like, okay, I kind of want to see it after I see Sonic Two, of course. But uh, <laughs> there are I, priorities, guys. Am I supporting Scientology if I've seen it? That's the question. It's like I get that this, the movie's going to be a success, whether or not I personally go see it. But, but you're supporting everyone else involved. That's what Jackson said. I have to think about all the other cast, and all other the crew little members. people, like Miles Teller. Oh yes, poor little Miles Teller, poor Glenn no, like, Powell, you know, the gaffers. The I just um, went on a date with a guy who uh, works for Hans Zimmer, and so uh. he did. Worked on the score for that. I was gonna say, <laughs> so, I, feel, I mean, so I guess support him. I guess we're in LA because I feel like you've been on many dates with people who are like various ways in the industry around these like giant movies. Because didn't you go on a date with the guy who did the Avatar font? Yes, 
I I uh, went on I and like I were you know friends. We he um you know the logo the Avatar two logo that has been on the social media with the A with the bird in it. Yeah. He designed that. Wow. And he didn't know that that was what was going to be chosen. Did he but, design all the options, or did the it, one he designed win? They of? got a bunch of graphic designers and been like, hey, try to design something for Avatar two. Right. And um he did a couple things, and then someone texted him one day and was like, go to the Avatar. Facebook page Shit. and this was the one that James Cameron himself chose wow and so yeah it good was for him really, yeah. yeah Chris is very talented he's a very talented artist Chris Ables alright um, Chris he's, he, we're buds he's great yeah hi Chris hopefully he's a listener I, I don't think he is oh uh, well <laughs> but he, send he, has, him. he has a great art page on Instagram so I'm promoting that alright <laughs> you have to at least send you know him a clip of this because we just gave him a lot of free promo here <laughs> come on um Halsey's label is saying, and I think there was this was happening a little bit last week, but it's gone even larger. Uh, she is saying that her label will not release her new song unless they can fake a viral moment on TikTok. She says, quote, everything is marketing and they are doing this to every artist these days. I just want to release music, man, and I deserve better. TBH, I'm tired. Um, Halsey has a new song they love, uh, but says their record label won't let them release it. Other artists have also aired their frustrations over their record labels, pushing them to make content for TikTok. I believe Florence of Florence and the Machine, who we were just discussing, is having a similar issue. Charlie XCX made a TikTok saying like, oh, this is when my label forces me to make TikToks. And someone was like, oh, this is happening to Charlie too. And she responded, oh no, I was just lying for fun. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But um, I... I think it's sad. I think it's weird, but it's also like, is this weirdly not a form of it going viral on TikTok? Like you complaining exactly. about the label not letting you release it, and now we're all talking about is it. Is this reverse psychology right. that that Hal- and Halsey's just a genius, and she's like, maybe she's in on it. Maybe the label's like, say that we won't let you release your music yeah. unless you know, blah blah blah. And then and it'll also give you like the sympathy listen. I know, and know? I'm like. I don't know what's happening, but I would be very shocked if this song did not come out soon. Because this is the most Halsey's been talked about in a while. Well, here's the thing. I feel like if the label really wants this to happen, why don't they provide, why don't they treat it like it's uh, any other sort of promo, like some sort of music video or like little tiny snippet or something and ha- and like hire someone to totally. just like meet up with her for like two or three days and just make a buttload of TikTok totally. videos for her and everything. So she's not the one that has to do Right, this. because this is true. I'm telling you, TikTok is like a job. People are editing these things. They're lip syncing. It's like, I, to, the idea of people being able to do it all on the app is crazy to me. I'm oh like, God. give me Final Cut. Let me line things up that way. The idea of doing this all on my phone is insane. The annoying me. thing with TikTok is like when you try to edit something to music or something, mm-hmm. it never really fully. It's very hard to make it line up For when sure. it gets uploaded because something gets off when you hit upload. And as someone who likes things precise. Same. Hello. Uh, TikTok is my hell. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I will edit a vertical video that I can upload to TikTok, but the idea of yes. like using their functionality. Your phone, like with your fingers no. getting it precise. No. And that's why like you see so many TikTok videos and it's like th- words get cut off and it's like Bad. vomit everywhere. Like how <laughs> dare you subject me to this. And it's, also, like people who make TikTok content and then push it to Instagram Reels, because Instagram Reels has a hard 60 second rule. And so they'll make a TikTok video that's like one minute, 40 seconds, and then we'll just upload the first minute to Instagram. And I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> Miserable. This is upsetting to me. So I'm sure Halsey's going to be fine. We're I, clearly talking about her. Do you foresee this type of like format lasting? No. I don't. Like, I, I can't see people really being like attached to like one minute of cut off videos, like, Forever. I think TikTok will be around, but I think its importance in uh, the industry, especially in music, is going to die down. Like, I feel like, 
you know, they've made it so you can upload longer content depending on if you're what kind of creator you are. Like, I think you can now upload ten, up to 10 minutes mm. of oh, footage. Oh, jeez. So there's... It's going to be around. It's going to be a thing. But I feel like like YouTube, like Instagram, like Facebook, they all have peaks and then they kind of level off. And they're still around. They're still available to us. But they're not as like, this is the end and be all. And like, you can't release your song unless it's viral on TikTok. Um, yeah. But TikTok helped that new Lizzo single. I feel like I hear that single now all the time when at first it was kind of flopping. That's true. I mean, yeah. I and also the thing with TikTok that I've said before is like the platforms that really got huge like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and everything Mm -hmm. those were being utilized by all age groups like content was being created by all age groups like anyone could join Facebook uh, after a certain point and so like but with TikTok I don't really see older people like our parents like really being like yeah I'm addicted to TikTok that audio where there's the person being like oh this is for the older generation of TikTok you know like born in like 95 or earlier and it's like 95 you're saying is the older oh so it must be hard for you since you were also born in the 80s yeah what <laughs> I don't know. I saw that acting face coming up, and it's like, bitch, we're gonna be honest here on the podcast. I darling. don't know that decade. I, you know it well. I don't, I don't know it well. You know, two years of it. <laughs> I don't because I didn't have a memory then. Okay. I mean, my earliest memory was when we got my dog when I was eighteen months old. That's so. the thing. I'm positive your earliest memory was before my earliest memory. Oh well, you have no memory <laughs> whatsoever. I have some memories. People act like I have the most amazing memory, it's and I'm just true. like, guys, I just remember things. Like I, I mean, I 18 understand. months old. You remember the dog? That is an. amazing I remember the memory. dog coming in. That's an amazing like, memory. Yeah, I remember my second birthday very well. I remember maybe being on like a blue elephant slide at my third birthday. Okay, three. Okay, three. But I remember you telling me you don't remember like anything of kindergarten. And it's I like, mean, what? like distinct moments. Like I can kind of see the room, but like distinct moments now. Oh, I remember like distinct moments. I mean, I it's all relatively vague and mm. a cloudy atmosphere. But right. like, um, yeah, but I remember like distinct moment. I remember the first day walking in very clearly sitting next to my, uh, soon to be like still very, very good friend, Amanda mm. Mancino. I, I remember walking to, we had to move to trailers at some point cause they were like renovating the school. I remember walking down, uh, the parkway with Roe, who is, uh, Prince Charles and the Diana, uh, musical film Netflix. Uh, and I remember our conversation pretty clearly, but like that, that's second grade earliest problem. Okay. Of like a very clear conversation I remember. I have a friend who says he can't remember anything prior to sixth grade. And I'm like, I. I <laughs> oh, I remember no. singing I Believe I Can Fly at fourth grade graduation. I okay. also remember forcing Miss well, Mayfield baby, to let me sing Butterfly baby, at the fifth grade graduation. Baby, that audience remembers it too. I bet they do. Hey. I mean, I bet they like the I Believe I Can Fly better than the Butterfly because I was like, no, I'll be doing it in Mariah's Key. <laughs> 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 My voice hadn't changed, but I'm sure it didn't sound great up there. Well, you know how I feel about kids singing anyways we've talked about <laughs> you're shading it, yourself here true we've talked about everything but the news radio so let's go on uh this is us aired its final episode this past week how do you wait matt bridges is here oh hi matt bridges oh my god that's so great we'll talk so, to you on the break we'll talk to you about uh, <laughs> this is us's finale uh aired this week and it was less depressing than the penultimate episode like mandy moore told us it was less about the finality again spoilers if you have not seen this last two episodes but the episode prior was about 
the end of Mandy's life. She, inside of her, there was like a train metaphor. She was on a train and she was walking through the train and was couldn't go to the caboose because when she goes to the caboose, she died. And she was like, I'm waiting for someone. I'm waiting for someone. And she was passing by all the other cast members and characters that had died throughout the show. Okay. And um, so she's waiting. And the, you don't know who she's waiting for until it's clear that in real life, Kate is in London and has to fly back from London to like be with their mom on her in her final moments and she's like I don't want to go back there until Kate is here Kate is there and she's like this is sad isn't it and then William who was uh, Randall's biological father who died first season I believe uh, was like you know if something is sad at its ending, it just means that it was so beautiful as it was going. And so every other line in that final episode and in the last episode were like, like ah. this is a beautiful moment that's just like, uh, uh, means that we're the show is ending and all of you feel the feelings. So then she walks in that penultimate episode. She sits on this bed, just the bed. It's just her in the room. She looks over. Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> Jack, which by the way is lovely and of course they were the couple that started the show. She remarries a man who was Jack's best friend after Jack dies and he gets like three seconds on that train to oh, engage with her. On. He's just like, I'm here with some wine and you're my favorite person and she's just like, cool. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just like walks like, on by. So much. It's wonderful. Uh, uh, but, but the last episode was essentially like, we're, the whole thing is the thing she said before she really succumbed to Alzheimer's was I'm scared of forgetting the little moments and those little moments are going to be harder for me to live without than the big moments I'll forget and so it was like a back uh, something they filmed three years prior with the kids when they were younger ages of like it was a Saturday and none of the kids had anything to do and they all just spent time together and it was like Randall and Kevin's first time shaving and Kate was like feeling nostalgic and like oh we never all together and like like, I know we're going to grow and be further apart. We need to, like, make the most of these memories. And it just was a very lovely, like, patchwork of, like, lining up those old memories to, like, what was happening with the funeral <laughs> that mm-hmm. we were witness to of Mandy's character. It was lovely. I really love how it all wrapped up. I cried less this week than I did last week. And I just... Hats off to This Is Us. That show's great. I feel like no one is talking about this series finale as much as I am, but I really do love the show. I mean, I'm kind of offended that hairdresser (laughs) that was cut out of the Halloween episode wasn't on the train. It is weird. It's weird. I mean, she wasn't in that scene, but... And you... (laughs) And I wasn't in that... I ended up not being in that scene. But hey, you filmed for This Is Us. And saw Mandy Moore on set. I saw Mandy Moore on set as a little, I, as my like car, they were put me in the little golf cart as yeah. I after I filmed my scene um, with the guy who plays Kevin. Yes, um, after Hartley. I fil- after I filmed my scene with him, I was like, oh, I'm bummed I didn't get to see Mandy to like tell her because he was like, if you see Mandy on set of This Is Us, tell her my roommate loves Gardenia. <laughs> Great, Mandy Moore. Song. And so, um, and so I was like, oh, I didn't get to see her, and I sit on the the golf cart Mm. and I start, it starts to drive away slowly. And then I see a little person come from behind like a trailer and like, look at like the kids with their make the kids of the the show, like had like, we're dressed in Halloween costumes Mm. and she came out and looked at them and was like, Oh, you look so cute. And I was like, that's Mandy. (laughs) And I like, as the car was driving away and I was like, wait, 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 Gardenia. I love that it crossed your mind. I appreciate it. And you were a part of history. You were part yeah. of a show. And she knows that you love Gardenia because Jackson, Matt Palmer's boyfriend, gave Matt Palmer a cameo yes. of Mandy Moore and said, my boyfriend loves Gardenia. Which I do. It's an excellent piece of music. Um, Goodfellas star Ray Liotta died at 67. That is Please. so sad. He was so young. Yeah, 67 so is young. not... Yeah. 
And did any did we find out what happened? I don't know. Mm. I, I know it said he died in his sleep. Oh. Um that's that's just crazy. And I mean, just like what an amazing like batch of films. Like he's especially known for Goodfellas. Like that is his big yeah. movie. He was the star of Goodfellas, yeah. acting opposite Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, like as mobsters and everything. Wow. And really just like holding his own and carrying that movie so well. He is so excellent in that movie. Um and just like an excellent actor all around. Great marriage story. He was the divorce lawyer. Like, oh, big yes. tough divorce lawyer. Okay, right. Like like such a great actor and it's it's really sad because he was so young and so all of the people who he worked with were you know were very shocked right. by it. Like I saw Lorraine Bracco tweet about it who played his wife in Goodfellas mm. and everything. It's 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 really sad. It is sad. It is very sad. So, you know, sad to hear about that, absolutely. Um and this is more for Matt Steele. Apparently, Alexis Bledel has abruptly exited The Handmaid's Tale. As the last person I know who watches The Handmaid's Tale, what is that a big deal? Was she uh, why big did in she it? leave? I didn't hear this story. She says, "quote uh, After much thought, I felt I had to step away from The Handmaid's Tale at this time. I am forever grateful to Bruce Miller for writing such truthful and resonant scenes for Emily, Antahulu, MGM, and the cast and crew for their support." So is she a big part of the storyline last you left she, off? She was, yeah. Really? How are they going to I don't know. make this make sense without I mean, her? They'll, they'll probably just her you know, her character has been through a lot and has mm. been, you know, suffers from hardcore PTSD and everything. So I could see her character just being like, I need to go away. Totally. Okay. <laughs> Cause they're in Canada now, like June is free in oh, Canada. Oh right, they're kinda of free, right? Yeah, they're kinda of like free and now they're working on this kind of like stuff from afar. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised that she's leaving, especially because season four was very, very well received. Right. Um, like the performances were so good in season four. Right. Um, so I mean, she, I mean, it's her personal choice to leave. So whatever she moves on to next, wish her the best is she gave an amazing performance on the handmaid's tale, won an Emmy for guest actress oh. in a, for season one, I believe. Wow. Um, and yeah, Hey, and she was on Gilmore Girls, and one of her love interests was Mila Ventimiglia from This Is Us. We're bringing oh, I, it all I didn't back. No, that's what he was from. He Absolutely, from Gilmore Girls. Well, he was from. Uh, I think he was on Heroes as well. Okay, and Gilmore Girls. He was like, was her name? Her name was Rory. His name was Jess, and then also This Is Us, obviously. And he okay. was in the Fergie. Why am I doing his IMDb right now? But yeah. he was also in the Fergie video for Big Girls Don't Cry. Oh, damn. Okay. Yes. Um, well, don't worry, Handmaid's Tale. I will not be walking away from you. I will st- I will be hanging on. <laughs> you I really? Just, I have to know how it ends. I just want to know how it you ends. You care. Um, Justin Timberlake sold his entire music catalog for $100 million. To whom? To Hypnosis Song Management. Okay. Don't know what that is. Um, the deal is reportedly worth $100 million. Singer joins a growing list of prominent musicians who have sold their catalogs within the last year and addition to his entire music catalog hypnosis will also own justin's copyright ownership and the financial interests of the writer and publisher share of the writer's public performance income going forward well that's actually he's giving away a lot it's like if he writes something new they don't just get the publisher like okay if the song is split up songwriting wise 50 50 there's the publisher half the writer half they're getting the entire publisher half and i think half of the writer half And I get it. I feel like he has a baby and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make all the money we can. He's not like the most prolific. He doesn't put out albums all the time. The last album didn't do so hot. But that still feels like you're giving away a lot. There are a lot of big hits in his catalog. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like that's 100 million. And songs that like people would want to use a lot. Like, right. Lorna's, now you're going to have to reach out to Hypnosis when you want to do that cover of uh, My Name is Bob and I Work at My Job. I actually do like that song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like losing my way. 
It's a great song. Uh, but yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't, I mean, Liam Payne from One Direction was Sheena's girlfriend. I don't care too much about that. Okay. Uh, Brandy uh, did a rap. What? <laughs> she, okay, did you hear about the story about Jack Harlow being interviewed uh, and like someone played a clip of I believe Almost Doesn't Count for Jack Harlow um, and he was like, I don't know who this is, I don't know who this is. Oh, I remember and hearing then that. someone was like, okay, she has a very famous brother uh, and they're like, I, he's like, I don't know what that is. He's like, well, the famous brother has a very famous sex tape with someone and then he was like, oh, so like Ray J? And he's like, yes, Ray J's sister. And he goes, I don't know who that is. I heard about that and it's just like... <sighs> Jack. I know. And <laughs> Jack. So uh, the internet ripped him apart, I guess, because it's one of those things where it's like, yes, he's very young. Yes, of course. And I get, get it. it. He's like 24. He's young. Remember to floss, but like, floss Jack. Brandy, I feel like, is such a staple in R&B music that if you were going to be a white man coming into, you know, a black genre... You should know who Brandy is. Well, and <laughs> like, it's also kind of like if you know who Ray J I is. I know. I know. You know who Brandy Like, I, it's how do you not? Yeah. And so she uh, debuted her own freestyle over Jack Harlow's first class. And she always That's had funny. a rap alter ego named B Rocka. And B Rocka never really took off as her own thing. <laughs> because it's one of those things where it's like when you have a voice like Brandy's, it's like you literally sound like velvet vocally. Like, I don't need to hear you rap. <laughs> like, I feel like there are so few people that I'm like, oh, as a rapper and a singer, you are equally as amazing. Like, I feel like it's Lauren Hill end of list. (laughs) Like, you know, like I don't need anybody else to do it, but it was a cute little response. We love that for them. Uh, Ellen ended. I saw, I watched her opening monologue and her closing monologue. Oh, how was it? They were lovely. Did, uh, did that's not true. Ellen come up. (laughs) (laughs) It did not come up. I I don't think there was time. What's Dakota Johnson. I was like, what's her name? I, I mean, that's what started this whole thing, right? I feel like uh, that interview led to all of the exposés mm-hmm. of like anti-Ellen sentiments. It was, I feel like, an open secret in L.A. that Ellen was kind of a monster to work for. Uh, but it's just crazy that after 19 years and like people forget at the early aughts how big of a deal going on Ellen was. Oh, like, I mean, well, not, the thing is, like, not even the early aughts, but like the tens, like for so long in the tens, like mm. she was responsible for so many when things would start like going viral. Totally. Like she was responsible for so many of those things. I mean, the impacts that the show had on just sort of pop culture was really, really amazing, especially in the time of like streaming and everything. I know. Like, and she was pre-streaming, like when it was iTunes releases. Yeah. It was like, she. that's where you went. Yeah. And I mean, like, of course, it's it can't go without saying like the the lesbian factor, the fact that she was a like yes. an openly gay woman with a ta- daytime talk show. And yes. it did so well after having her sitcom canceled, right? Um, because you know she came out is right. It was just like an amazing feat, and so you know, congratulations on like nineteen amazing years yeah. and the impacts that you had. Um, it's it is a shame that like it went out. Yes, like it that. ends on kind of like a sour, an note. awkward yeah. note. Yeah. Um, okay, well, before we take our break, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the, the Texas situation. Um, so there was another school shooting, and I believe the number, I felt like the number keeps changing. Is it 21 people the, died? Yeah, I believe so. I believe it was 19 kids. students and two teachers. There's not much to say about this except it's devastating, and clearly things need to change, and... Um, bother every fucking Republican in public on that's in the Senate. Like, everyone who's interrupting Ted Cruz's meals, keep doing it. Because fuck this. This Why do we have to live like this? The fact that we know other countries that have stricter gun laws don't go through it, and we just start deciding that this is, like, oh, inevitable. And it's like, it's really fucking not. Yeah. And it's like, 
We, and I feel like we were just talking about Sandy Hook. We were like, if Sandy Hook's not going to change things. I mean, like the thing is, like we're ten years out of Sandy Hook now. There's like so much has happened in these ten years. Yeah, that I'm, you know, everyone is hoping that this is finally something that will create that change. I mean, the fact that like it feels like we are being held hostage by Absolutely. these Republican politicians because the thing is, like, a gun reform bill passed in the House of Representatives. The Democrats passed it of in the House of Representatives, did. and but they're not voting on it in the Senate because they're the Republicans aren't voting and they won't yeah, they vote won't. for it. And everything. so it's just, we are being held hostage. It's, it's horrifying. And def- just watching every single video that I see or thing that I read the, about it is just more devastating. The new than the things next. you read about it are truly horrifying. Like if you are hoping to go on with your day and not be broken, don't look anything else up about it. But that doesn't mean we don't stop that. We stop fighting that we stop voting. We have to do all of those things, but it's just like, it's it's just disheartening. It's disgusting. It's like how the NRA has a grip on these people so tightly and that our children are being sacrificed for these people and so that they can retain their power. It's just sickening. It's repugnant. I can't believe this is the country we live in and hopefully things change. I can't like talk about it. But like, like the, I mean, yes, the, the additional information that you find out about the police and the parents, it's just like. And just like what that situation was like. I, it's, I... The, the fact that like the cops were scared to do something like the people who are supposed and to go their and do something. reasoning didn't make any fucking sense. We, oh, we didn't, we didn't think it was an active shooter situation. There were people call, there were children calling nine one one. You knew. Okay. We have to stop. I'm getting I, too upset. Yeah. Um, it's devastating. Our hearts are broken and our hearts go out to all of the victims, the victims, families. And you know, we, I guess everyone just do what they can, but it's just, it's, it's an awful situation that we're all locked into right now. Yeah, and I guess we take a break. We take a break. <laughs> yeah, I, take... yeah, this was a devastating week. Like, I, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Game Maps, the podcast. All right, we're back. We're back. Yes. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogamats at gmail.com to spell T W. Oh. Wow, you got very into that. Uh, hey, I'm a host, baby. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the first question comes to us from Rachel. Rachel says, Patty freaking Lupone. <laughs> Hello, Mats. Long time no email. I saw that your latest pod title was about Patty Lapone, and I had to run to my email to tell you that on the day that you were recording this pod, I was seeing her live and in person in company on Broadway. Wow. It was completely magical and changed my life, and I related way too much to Katrina Lang's Bobby as the token single friend. Yikes. At the end of the show, a representative from the Glad Media Awards came up on stage and presented company with an award for excellent queer representation on oh, Broadway wow. because they gender bent some of the parts and made one of the friend couples a gay couple, as you probably know. Obviously, I'm so happy for the cast and I hope Matt Doyle wins the Tony. But if having one gay couple in a show is considered exceptional queer representation, Ooh. especially since they were supporting characters and it was their impending wedding, not their queerness, that was the focus of the story. The bar is perhaps low. I do understand the perspective that queer stories should be seamlessly incorporated into shows without their queerness being the focus, but still, I think the show could have been gayer. (laughs) That being said, I'm wondering what your favorite queer characters, shows, or moments are in theater, or if you could gender bend a cast, what characters in that show do you think should be gay? Thanks. That's a great question. Um, 
Matt Steele, you must have a more an answer more readily available than um, I do to this. I mean, just like in my wildest fantasies, I've always wanted a fucking all male production of Nine, and just mm. have Guido just be this guy and all these gays just there being all the women around him and I've dreamed of playing every single part in that <laughs> show like like being Carla and doing Call from the Vatican with my legs behind my head doing the contortionist stuff uh, like in the original production and um, but I would love to play Louisa in Nine. I love how this has turned into like I want to play all these parts. <laughs> exactly. But, like I would love it like a male Louisa in Nine just because I love the song My Husband Makes Movies so much. It's one mm. of my favorite show tunes and so I would love to be able to sing that totally. song live. Maybe I'll just save that for my cabaret. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's a show I could um, love doing uh, some queer right. too. Um, what's like a show or a movie or a TV show or something? Well, it's I, it's no secret that I love the last five years. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and the idea of playing Kathy oh. really sounds brilliant to me. I mean, I would because love to play Kathy. <laughs> I, we would be great Kathys. Oh We'd have God. to find a Jamie. <laughs> but, I know who yeah. would be willing to be the Jamie to our Kathy. Aaron Tveit. We would be <laughs> <laughs> great. Settled. It's been settled. It's been cast. But like who, because we would be very, uh, we would be Kathy's filled with rage. That's true. R- full on rage. Yes. Because like, fuck Jamie. Jamie's a piece of so shit. So like that actor is going to have to be able to take a beating on that stage I verbally. I think Aaron could do it. I think he seems strong enough. He's brave. He's got He's brave. the vocal, you know, capability, which I mean, we appreciate. Course, yeah, we know. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I hate to, to go last five years because, you know, it's my one of my favorite musicals, but I just have thought about Singing many of those songs. Oh, I mean, many times. In we, my like life. we are all Kathy. We all are of all, all of us in this live chat on yes. YouTube. We are all Kathy. Yes. Uh, and God bless you if you're a Jamie. Honestly, but, <laughs> but I think that's a great choice. What's like a good example of queer representation you have seen recently on Broadway or in general? I think she meant brought like in musicals, but like I, I guess in general because. What was the last musical? Was there any in Hades? I don't think there was don't anything in so. Hades. I mean, some of those chorus boys seemed a little gay. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think that Great counts. representation, guys. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? What do you think is your favorite? Honestly, the best queer representation I have seen, like, in mainstream... I'm going to talk movies now mm. instead of shows, but um, just that, that gay couple in Judy, that movie. <laughs> I have never seen... You saw better, yourself on screen. I, I've never seen a better representation of my gay ass on mm. screen than the two men who have who love Judy Garland so much and like the fact that Judy is in their apartment right. with them. Like imagine if like Mariah like stumbled upon your doorstep and was just like <laughs> sitting mean, there talking to you all night and like singing songs with you. Like that that is your what like you couldn't dream of anything better. And I, <laughs> the fact that the, you saw like in this couple's apartment, like the pictures of them together after mm-hmm. being together for years yeah. with like intermingled with pictures of Judy in those pictures. You just saw that this couple Judy is what brought them together. Right. Like their diva brought them together. Right. And to me, that is just gay. That is just gay. <laughs> that is what being just a, a gay is like just, you just fair. love your diva and it brings you together with the other gays and that's how you bond. I get it. And that's absolutely right. That's kind of the thesis statement of this show. So <laughs> we can attest that that is real life. Um, I am actually having a little bit of trouble, which is speaking to a larger problem because the most like queer content I consume are the things that come that are top of mind are all like, like a hard stopper love Victor. It's like high school gay shit, which mm-hmm. I like, and I'm certainly not shitting on, but 
when you think of like people are aged and the shows, I don't know. I it's I'm getting more. I'm drawing more of a blank. I think of a show like Happy Endings, which I do very much love. But one of the things about that show that doesn't ring as true is the main character of Max being like, "I'm gay, but like basically straight." And it's like, okay, that was probably novel in like 2013 sure. when this show came out. Yes. but it does not age great. <laughs> and um, I wish I could think of more. Um, gays of our own age group and maybe you know maybe the fire islands maybe the bros maybe the films and tv shows and content the queerest folk um reboot maybe all of that will scratch that itch for me sure um but the queerest folk reboot which i again it's a legitimate thing that happened and it's a legitimate thing that's based on but not to bring it dark again it opens with that when I saw that trailer, I was like, I don't know. It opens with like a, 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 a shooting, <laughs> a, a, a shooting mass shooting, a, which gay club. And it's like, I don't know that this, that's not, I mean, I get it as a driving force, but is it like something I want to see on television right now? No. In the world we live in right now? No. Um, but yes, I, I, I hope for fire Island and maybe queers folk beyond that. And maybe bros. I, yeah. cause it's, it's sad. I can't think of people our age. In the content that's come out, that I'm like, oh, I see myself. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. You well, can see yourself in the old gays and Judy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're yes. Up there. But that movie was not for me. Oh, and I love that movie. Oof. Yeah. I love it. I love how your like, thesis, like your take back from Judy was just like, why couldn't she just like get it together and go <laughs> on stage and do it? And it's like, I did want her to get it together. That's the whole thing. I did. I did. <laughs> um, so, next question comes to us from Scott. I love this heading. Should I hate him forever? <laughs> Great question. Hey, Matt and Matt, I've been wrestling with something and maybe uh, you can. Oh, sorry. The name is Shay. Okay. Uh, hey, Matt and Matt, I've been wrestling with something and maybe you can give me some insight. Here we go. Mm. About 12 years ago, me and a friend of mine who identifies as straight had a sexual encounter after a few drinks. Okay. Ever since that happened, we went on to become best friends and I am even the godfather to his two daughters. Over the course of time, things have happened between us a few times, but it has always been fun to me and we remained really close. Mm. There have been times I have taken him off the street, fed him when he was hungry, and even helped him fight his drug addiction. You are a great friend. Great friend. Fast forward to a few months ago, he met this girl and for some reason felt led to tell her about our encounters, which I think was completely stupid. <laughs> the girl becomes completely jealous and com- constantly gives him a hard time about it. After about five months of them dating, he called me and told me she no longer likes the idea of us being friends, mm. so he can't talk to me anymore. Some days I miss him, but overall I just became disgusted with him. I know they won't last, so should I keep my heart open and understanding, or should I just never talk to him again? I enjoy you guys, and thanks for everything. This is so hard this is hard and it's one of those things where it's like maybe there's no right answer but to Mm. me from my point of view if you're saying this is likely going to end and you're likely right you know they're just in a relationship a lot most relationships end if he comes crawling back to you i would not be a person that would be like no never talk to him again hate him forever because again you're the godfather to his kids yeah i hope you come back around but it's like when you break a mirror and you put it back up and it's never quite the same You know that this happened. You know that this is on the table. How can you fully trust someone who's going to cut you out of their lives because of someone else? You know that that is something that can happen now. Like to me, it's like I would be their friend, of course. I would not fully trust them and I would not. 
invest as much of myself in them. Okay, I think that's fair. Like you would be, because the thing with him is I feel like he is a person who has gone through some things and is probably still going through some things. Mm. So if I don't know his situation, I, I but it seemed like he, you know, had some problems that he had to deal with. Maybe he's still dealing with something like trying to find himself or figure himself out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so if I knew his situation and everything, I could put myself in a mindset where I would be more forgiving and empathetic and everything. If he did say like, Hey, please forgive me. I mm. want to be friends again. Um, but I, I'm not in that situation, so I don't know. But if some, if one um, of your best friends did that to you and then came back, how would you react? I would forgive. I'm a forgiver. You'd 100% forgive. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will, yes. I'm a for- I will not forget, but like, I, you know, I'm a person who likes to see the good in the people. Mm-hmm. And like, if I know someone and I can, you know, I know what they have gone through and everything, it doesn't matter what happens like they are still my friend like to to me in my heart and it's so it's even like when me and my friends like fight or whatever like i'm like my my coworker we literally like scream at each other well uh, fighting like, fighting is one thing. of course yeah but but you know there are times where she's just like i'm not talking to you anymore and i'm just like girl okay <laughs> like at this point we're like brother and sister like we can but have that those feels fights and then the next day nothing's changed First, but the, the fact that you can change your mind about me in your life completely because someone you don't you know who's just entered your life has told you to do so like i get that also fuck that girl <laughs> like it's just like she's clearly very insecure and that is what this is based on but like that to me is where friendships are tested and that's when you say mm. you know I can't, I'm not going to do that I can't do that he's one of my best friends sure this happened it doesn't mean anything I'm with you I love you and if you can't trust me in a friendship with this guy then we have larger problems and I'll yeah. see you around because your relationship with this guy is a lot longer than your relationship with this girl oh I mean you know? as the philosophers of our time once said if you want to be my lover <laughs> you gotta get with you gotta get with my friends the issue was he got with his friends <laughs> And so that, would, I get it causes a problem. Yes. I get I get that being uncomfortable. But it's like, you think us as gay people haven't dated guys who are still friends? Oh my God, I just talked about the guy who I like, I <laughs> like dated for a little bit. And then uh, now we're friends and I'm like, go to his Instagram but it's page. Like, but you would, if you had a friend or like you dated a guy and then they were like still friends with someone they hooked up with, how ridiculous would you sound if you were like, I don't want you to be friends with them anymore. It's like, that's, in gay world, that's crazy That's crazy. Town. Especially when they are the godfather of your Exactly. Children. Are you not thinking about the that's, children, how they're affected? Well, but see, that would also affect my, right. like, thing with, like, if he breaks up with that girl, and which he should, please, and, and like, comes back and it's like, oh, forgive me. Like, that is something that I would also consider. It's like, I'm like I'm the godfather of his children. True, you know, and like, I, I I would make myself available to that. Yes, but a piece of my heart is now closed off. For, oh well, yeah, like you know, just a, a piece. A, you have to work your way back. Yes, and maybe we'll get there, and, and maybe, maybe we'll we get won't. There, but we will not get there right but now. But you were the one that made this change. You were the one that broke this friendship. So yeah. you should be the one to fix it. So, so they're going to have to be doing a lot of the labor there. So Shay, I say. Tread lightly. Yes. There is a chance to be open to it if it happens. But like, you know, since he does go through 
problems. I, I think it would be nice if you can someday, even if you never speak to him again, forgive him in your heart. Yeah, and that's the thing <laughs> is, know? whatever your reaction is, you have to put yourself and your own emotional safety first. So whatever feels good to you, like if you feel super vulnerable being as close to him as you once were, that's the only sign you need to go with. It's like, okay, well then I need to put you in a box where I can feel comfortable with you if you come back in my life. But A, don't wait for it. No. Don't assume this is going to happen. Uh, and B, if it does happen, you've got to, I mean, to me, I would start with them at an arm's length and see how it goes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hard being. Oh, my God. Therapist. So advice I know, God, I know. I hope we said everything right. I mean, uh, we did There is no right or wrong, but whatever. <laughs> we just talked about how we would react. Yeah, you sure. Know? Uh, so Matt, still have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Okay, so like a couple like really tiny things. Yeah. Um, the we talked about it in the live chat that we are doing right now, and it's so stupid. I'll talk about it for two seconds. Someone <laughs> tweeted a one hundred and twenty six like <laughs> length uh, tweet thread ranking every single Big Brother contestants intro from season sixteen onward when Just they wild. had um, all of the like because since season sixteen they have this intro where each person gets like their own little one second movement where they do some like a kick up or like a surfer hands or something like <laughs> that to like hands. represent their character on the show and someone ranked 126 of them and I just it was just so wonderful reading it it was so fucking funny and my baby Becky from season 17 came in first place chugga chugga choo choo Uh, she got hit by a train once and that's like all people remember (laughs) the girl who got hit by a train she's okay right yeah she got she got hit by a train like a year before she uh I was in the big was, was a contestant, and okay. so she was just randomly in the house. She's like, "Yeah, last year I got hit by a train, <laughs> and my like my face Wild. got hit by a train, and I had to have a bunch of reconstructive surgery." So whenever you talk about Becky, you always have to put a choo-choo train emoji. It's just like what the Big Brother fandom does. But Becky was my girl that season, and I'm happy she came in first place in this person's brilliant ranking. Anyway, um, another thing that gave me a little bit of a moment, mm. uh, in case you weren't aware, we have a cameo, um, and. Uh, one of our requests was, for, I believe our first request mm. was for um, a lovely young lady named Monicia, oh, and it queen. was her birthday, and her boyfriend had bought her a cameo for her birthday. It's very nice. Um, and we didn't know this, but you can send a video reaction to the people who you get a cameo from. What? And we we had heard this happen because I believe she commented on one of our videos being like, did you see my video reaction? And we were like, we didn't see anything. Yeah, where is it? But you need to have the cameo app. I have the app. You have the app? I'll show you how to find it. Please. I This is like so narcissistic <laughs> to have this be my giving me moments. But like, because we react to other people's stuff so much, it's it was so wild to see someone react to... <laughs> us and just like watching her reaction when she got the video and just watching it just made my heart explode into a million pieces it's so adorable she's so gorgeous and lovely and just seems so excited Ah, so it was like ah this was fun. It also like, is crazy because it's like when you see stuff like that or even in the, the chats when we do these live, it's like, oh, so people like us? It's, like, it's I like it just blows my mind that like y'all just tune in either on YouTube or with the podcast or however you consume us. It's very sweet. Some people like on our Facebook page just I like know. watch our reactions on Facebook and everything. And it's it's just it just blows our minds the fact that you guys stick around and it's like really we're just two gays it's like we're the the gays and judy we're just quiet simple folk 
who just are, love our divas nor <laughs> just like sitting around being like oh yeah maybe one day we'll meet Judy Garland I, I don't foresee that for us <laughs> wow but so th- like thank you Monicia it warmed our hearts that's very sweet I still need to see it I want my heart to be warm. I'll show you baby I'll my cold you. heart needs it Jesus I'll, I'll show you I'll all show right you. well for me I'm gonna keep it simple but I, ha- I could literally write a dissertation on Kelly Clarkson's Happier Than Ever cover. Guys, when I tell you I have listened to this version of Happier Than Ever, it's like when the all two, I was I literally tweeted, I don't remember the last time I listened to a song this much, and it was Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of when I first heard Kelly Clarkson sober back when I lived in New York and I was working, like did like some sort of student, like, work study kind of thing and on my lunch breaks I would just sit at Washington Square Park by the fountain and listen to Sober on repeat and just be like three months (laughs) (laughs) I the anger in her voice the rage the fact that you know who she's talking about the little lyrical changes I I get it you hate this city I get it oh my god you fucking tell me every fucking like that I know these are previews like uh, Merry Christmas to the one I used to know which if you haven't heard that on Kelly's latest Christmas album Uh. another excellent moment I cannot wait for this divorce album which Kelly is currently taking a summer hiatus she said this is the first time since I was 16 that I am taking the summer off and so I'm not rushing for it I hope it's this year she's very much like it's basically done it has (gasps) gone through many iterations I have to consider the little hearts involved because it's like She's talking about what happened. Like it's really happening. And this to me was the clearest picture of where we're going. And I always have loved happier than ever. I've always said, I thought it was Billy's best song. Oh my God. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Of course, Billy sounds great on it, but the Kelly Clarkson vocal performance. The thing is, as soon as she sang it on the show, I was like, this is fucking fantastic. But then you get that full song. You get the, mm. ver- the her opening and how it's like piano, keyboard based. It goes into the guitar. It comes in. There's just the heartfelt nature of her performance. Like she, to me, I feel like there are many artists who didn't do many different things. And I feel like a lot of people try to underrate artists that don't write their own music. Not to say Kelly doesn't. She wrote Sober, for example. Oh she God. wrote Piece by Piece. She's, She's an excellent writer. writer. But she also is an excellent like interpreter, uh, interpreter of great material, much mm. like like the great, late, great Whitney Houston. And she, to me, elevated that song to a brand new level. Like, I cannot speak enough about the brilliance, the heartbreak, the rage, like every emotion that women are told they should not have, she is expressing on this song. song And it's coming from the truest part of her soul. I am obsessed with it. It's incredible. And it's it's a testament to, like, to me, like, a great song is just one that you could hear any like so many people sing it and you're just like yes this works on so many different levels for yes. each person and everything and, and the thing i love about the song is um th- how that first half it's it feels like a regular night thinking about your ex cuz like you're in bed and you're just <laughs> and you're it's simple and it's just like you know things are good mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm happier than ever this is right. this is what should have happened it's very a little melancholy but like you know we're in a good place we're, yes. we're in a fine place yes. now and everything and then suddenly it's just like wait yes and you the just, rage you click starts. back in you think about that one thing that makes you just spiral into just fucking brilliant. rage brilliant not that I've ever done this before. <laughs> no, not that I have not. any experience Mm-mm. with this. Um, and it just, that song is a masterpiece. It's amazing. And Kelly's version—I mean, you've said it all. Unbelievable. I 
If you run, don't walk. If you have not heard this version of How Breathe or Never, your life will be changed for good by listening to that. (sighs) (sighs) All right. I think that's all I have for the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? I don't think so. I think we did it. We did it all. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Floss your team. Floss them. 